Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. I'm Baha Etmanen, the founder and editor of Ageless by Rescue. Ageless by Rescue gives you unprecedented access to international and Australian experts and visionaries. Hi, it's Miranda Kerr here on Ageless by Rescue podcast. Hi, this is Martha Kay and you are on Ageless by Rescue podcast. I'm Trini Woodall. I mean, I feel I'm being interviewed by the sexiest woman in the world. Oh, Ferguson is one of Australia's most recognisable social media stars. She's an incredible and fabulous businesswoman and influencer with over 700,000 followers on Instagram and a massive global fan base. Elle is the founder and creative director of her beauty brand, The Elle Effect, and she's quickly developed a cult following offering cruelty-free, vegan, self-tanning products and exclusive merchandise. Elle Ferguson is one of the nicest women you will meet in the beauty industry. She is candid, she is warm, and she shares her tips and tricks freely. When you follow Elle on Instagram, you might at first be overwhelmed by her stunning beauty and her signature golden tan, baby blue eyes, and mane of luscious hair. But it is her warmth and her humility and her ability to connect with women of all ages that really spoke to me. I'm delighted to bring Elle Ferguson to Ageless by Rescue podcast, and I'm sure that you are going to want to follow absolutely every tip and trick she very kindly and generously shares in this episode. Welcome Elle Ferguson to Ageless by Rescue podcast. I am so excited to have Elf Ferguson on Ageless Podcast with Rescue. Hello, you. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. You are a ray of sunshine and <laughs> a lot of people describe you as ageless. I think, you know, so many women love your look. So many people uh, have always been enamoured with the way that you project uh, an all-Australian vitality, uh, an energy that's kind of hard to pinpoint. Tell me, what do you, when, you know, when we talk about the concept of ageless, what does it conjure up for you uh, as a definition? Um, you know what, when I got your email and we started chatting about me doing the podcast with you, I was so excited. And I thought to myself, what does ageless actually mean to me? And I had to think about it for a minute. And I actually thought of all of the amazing women that I'm surrounded by at so many different ages. And I'm actually lucky to work with such a community of women from so many different ages that I actually probably never think of age. Yeah. I actually just think of us all together. And I think I don't, I actually don't think I ever think of age, which I think is really exciting to do because I think, you know, previous generations were so dictated by doing things by certain ages and looking a certain way to certain age and achieving certain success by a certain age. And I think now what's so amazing is that 
we are, I think, an ageless society. And I think what's amazing about that is, you know, I was talking to Jackie Frank on my um, podcast, Sliding Doors, and she was saying she started her whole career again. You know what I mean? So she's defying the age. And I, I like to think I am too. So yeah, I actually think I live in an ageless world. Yeah, you know, that's exactly why I created Ageless because for me, it's always meant nothing. Um, I had an amazing boss when I was younger, John McGrath, the real estate guru. And um, I joined his company, I think I was like 22. Um, I had a master's degree, I had an MBA, and a lot of companies wouldn't actually give me the chance to take a C-suite role because I thought, what the hell would a 22-year-old know? But I was always super driven. And he said something to me, which has always stuck with me. And he said, if you're good enough, you're old enough. And I yeah. think that whole ageless conversation, when you're younger, you often try to uh, be older than you are. And then when you're older, you try to be younger <laughs> than you are. But the sweet spot is being ageless and just being who you are. Yeah. And I think that that's something that you've really mastered. What through experience and you've, you know, you've traveled the world, you've worked with so many people, um, you've created your own brand, you've led a lot of campaigns for other brands. What through experience do you think has made you feel more vital, more beautiful, um, more full of potential than anything else? Yeah, I think hard work is a big thing. I think when you're really true to yourself is another big attribute because, I mean, nobody can defy hard work. You know what I mean? And I also think, and I really try to lead by example with this, I think being kind, you know what I mean? You treat people the way you want to be treated. And I've really tried really hard to do that through my work and business and brands that I've worked with. And I really think it pays off. And I think when I'm at my best version of me is when I know I've worked really, really hard and I've been really nice about doing it. You know what I mean? I think there's a mentality that you've kind of got to be mean and you've got to be kind of go for it and take them down, but you actually don't have to. You can rise to the top and actually be a good person. And I think it pays off. You've talked a lot about your mum being amused to you and your sister and her approach yeah. to beauty was always less is more. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we've talked about you being that, that quintessential Australian, the elevated beach babe, I like to think yeah. of you as. <laughs> I like that. I like that. If you see that somewhere after this interview, <laughs> you guys got it here. <laughs> well, to me, uh, Bridget Bardot is the elevated beach babe and her look yes. is ageless. It's timeless. Um, and it really doesn't matter. But, uh, because it's it's about the vitality, it's about the energy, it's about that, you know, pure uh, magnetic confidence. But there are also some physical attributes. What is your, do you have a beauty routine that you follow um, now? That, and also how has that changed over the years? So one of the reasons I started L Effect with my tan was because I am a tanaholic. I have been since, I think I discovered self-tanning probably at like 12 or 13 and it was a disaster. May I just say, I like think back and I cringe at just, you know, like I, I was a teenager. I didn't have much money to buy good products. It was, I was very orange, but something that stuck with me was sun protection. So our family, 
was very prone to sun cancers. My grandfather had them. My Nana had them. My mom had them. My sister now has to go for regular checks and had quite a few cut out of her, which is really scary. But sun protection was such a huge thing in our family. Whenever we, we were beach babes, but we were the beach babes at the beach covered in zinc. So I think self tanning came into my world really early because I wanted to be this super like tanned goddess, but I wasn't allowed to sunbake. So I think something that has stayed in my beauty routine from the teens is self tanning. And funnily enough, before I started L effect, when I worked at sea folly, one of the girls said to me, Oh my gosh, like what happens if you meet a guy that doesn't like your self tanning routine? I was like, well, he ain't the right guy. And funnily enough, my husband to be now pretty much runs our business as well. So it's quite funny that the tanning has taken such a journey in um, my life and also my beauty routine, but tanning is huge for who I am and, and beauty. And tanning is one of those funny things because, you know, I always think when I speak to experts, um, one of the markers of youth is vitality and glow yeah. and the yes. quickest, cheapest, simplest sneak mint Yes, is this quick tan. I mean, it, it really can take you from exhausted to ready to board a yacht. Um, yes. Do you think, so, I mean, and it's also an amazing uh, transformer of uh, body parts we we, we want to minimise. Um, do you wear tan on your face as well? Do you wear your L effect? Yeah, I do. Yeah, 100%. And something that I want to say is this, that when I started the L effect, for me, it was about producing confidence in a bottle. That was it from the get-go. It was exactly what you just said then. I remember trialling my tanner on, you know, women in my and men in my life, and I instantly instantly saw this like confidence come when they looked at themselves with this glow and, you know, every kind of bit of marketing I've always done around the L effect is that it's always come back to that confidence in a bottle. And yes, I do tan my face. And a lot of people are a bit scared of putting tan on their face because obviously it's predominantly a body product, but our, um, our formula, which took me forever to master is really natural. It's vegan, it's paraben and sulfate free. It also has a really high percentage of a lower Vera juice, which I find for me hydrates my skin on my face. And I was somebody that always used to break out when I put tan on my face and I'm no truer example of the formula because I don't get a breakout anymore. Like I tanned my face last night because I knew we had this interview but the other 90% of my body is not tanned. It's just my face for this. So I love tanning my face because I feel like I wear less makeup. And what do you do in terms of your skincare routine? I know that, you know, you've got some great experts in your life um, yes. and some of them I love. So we've talked about that you have like a, your own glam squad. Max made is, yes. you know, your makeup artist, yes. a friend, an extraordinary yes. transformer of faces yes. even the most and a wealth of knowledge that man is a wealth of every time I'm with him I like to like get as much I asked him with that it literally was on dms with him before about an eyebrow gel and I was like have you tried it what do you think about it should I be using this so yes he's a master and then um you've mentioned you have a dermatologist Dr Natasha yes. Cook who's also an incredible incredible skin expert and Which I just have to can I just say I never had a dermatologist I like went through youth and like broke out and just like had to like see it out. You know what I mean? Like I was that person. I never saw a dermatologist. I remember people saying they would go to dermatologists and I was like, you got, you must be really special to go to a dermatologist. And then actually it was last year 
I tried every product I had in my house during COVID. I just went for it. Like I had eye masks on, I was scrubbing, I was like everything. And I have now been told that I had something called cosmetic overload, which I had never heard of before. You're nodding because I feel like you know what it is. Oh, my it's, God. Oh, I my like, God. I, 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 I so over exfoliated. My chest was raw for a while. I had definitely I had like flaking. Yeah. Because you, you're at home and you suddenly yeah. become a cosmetic chemist yourself. Yes. And you're like, I'm going to try everything, All which I've now learned your skin freaks out and overproduces things. So... I actually burnt all the skin off from underneath my eyes, which ended up me getting dermatitis so bad. Yeah, Yeah, that it got so bad that I had to cancel my work. And then every time I was working, it would flare up again. And it wasn't until somebody, I went and saw my GP and they just, you know, obviously gave me an over-the-counter ointment. And then it got so bad that my eyes were so swollen. I had to ask somebody for a dermatologist and that's how I got in contact with Natasha Cook and apparently it's textbook when you use every product you've ever got but it's it's I'm still like part of this process of trying to heal my skin and to be honest with you I never actually thought it would affect how I feel you know what I mean like not only does it hurt and it's uncomfortable when I go out with it I really feel like everybody's talking to just my yeah and it's a really it's it's not a nice feeling so it's been a real kind of like I've really stepped back and had to think about things and something when I started the elephant people asked me if they could use it with psoriasis or with eczema and I remember getting a friend to try it and they it was good because it's got such a high oil um percentage in it that it didn't grab to the psoriasis or the eczema but it wasn't until it happened to me on my eyes that I was like it's so like like debilitating is probably too big a word, but it does impact your confidence and it impacts how you feel and how you do your job. So it's been, yeah, it's been a roller coaster with that little situation under my eyes. Speaking of confidence, what, you know, how has L as a person uh, developed? You know, were there things about yourself that, you know, you didn't used to love, which are now your favourite assets? Are there things that, you know, you were super confident about that you now try to minimise? Yeah. So there's a couple of things and I kind of like laugh at it now, but I had, my teeth were not the best when I was about um, 12 or 13. It was actually my bite. My teeth looked good, but my bite was really bad. And bless my mother. She paid for me to get braces on. But part of my treatment, this is, people are going to laugh when I tell you this. I had to wear headgear. Headgear. Oh, yeah. So it's. So it's called, the actual thing is, I don't know the technical term, but it's called cat's whiskers and it's like a headgear and it goes out around your face. And I'm not kidding you. I had to wear it to school. I never got asked to the formal and it like, like I cringe at the thought of it, Mm. but now my teeth are amazing and I love to smile. Do you know what I mean? And I, 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 every single day I wake up and I clean my teeth. I am so grateful for my mother putting braces and cat's whiskers on my teeth at such an early age, because I know so many people now in our industry that are going through, you know, dental work or Invisalign or things like that. And so many people say, oh my gosh, I hate smiling with my mouth open or I get really nervous. And I'm so proud of my smile. Do you know what I mean? So 
that would be something because I, I, if my sister's listening to this, she will remember the crazy fits that I used to have about these braces that were on my teeth. So I'm thankful for that. But the other thing is my height. I am so tall. And still now when I meet people, um, you know, that only know me through social media, they're always like, oh my gosh, you're so tall. But growing up when I was in primary school or high school, I was that awkward tall girl and I was taller than everybody. I I was taller than teachers. I was taller than every boy. So I never had a boyfriend and I remember cringing at it. But as soon as I hit like 16, 17, 18, and I started modeling and that, I was like, this is the best thing ever. So whenever I see tall young girls now, I'm like, just hold on, just hold on. You've just got to get through those awkward years. And then it's a really big, like, it's great. I still can't find jeans long enough, but it's good. Do you find that, um, I always think that the girls and the guys who experience that disconnect from beauty and popularity that comes with being gorgeous in their teens are often the most beautiful as they age because they're aware and um, they haven't rested on the laurels of their beauty of youth. And so they're always, you know, improving how they, you know, what they eat, how they exercise, how they look after their hair, how, you know, they look after their skin. And I've yeah. often met people, you know, that I went to high school with that were not the beauties who are completely the swans now. Yeah. Um, do yeah. you, have you ever found that in, in, in your line of business? Yeah. And in, Oh yeah. Like a hundred percent. I think the thing, just thinking about you saying that I remember growing up and my mom was so like forceful with my sister and I about treating everybody equally. Do you know what I mean? So like everybody got treated the same way and, and thinking about beauty and what I know about it is I remember my mother saying to me, you are what you eat. Like that was what, how we grew up. You are what you eat. And I remember we ate really clean and everything like that and drink water. And I remember that. And I remember the pretty girls, she would always say to me, like the pretty girls won't last. She was, and I remember like, I remember that. And yes, most pretty much all the ugly ducklings at school now are like goddesses, you know what I mean? And they're super smart and killing it. And it's really funny. The dorky guy at school has probably invented Facebook. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's why I always say be nice to everybody, but I do think like looks don't last. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you, I always think you need to leave something more than just this. You know what I mean? And I, I think the prettiest people are always the kindest, you know, like it's, it's princess Diana's birthday this week, I think it is. And she's timeless. It's a timeless beauty. And I think so much of that is because of who she was and what she did, you know, like it's, it's such an all encompassing thing. And I think the amazing thing with social media and where we are in life now is it's not just a picture, you know what I mean? You're, you, you are so much more than just that picture. And I think one of the reasons, you know, my career is still going and I've got such a strong community is because, I'm not just one dimensional, you know what I mean? Like I very much, what I say is what I stand for and it's what I do. Speaking of what you do and you were talking about your mum's ethos around eating well and, and nutrition, are there, do you take supplements? Is there an eating, you know, do you do intermittent fasting? Is there a, uh, something that you found that really hit the sweet spot for you to feel your most energized, to look your best? 
Yeah. So I gave up meat. I oh. gave up meat. Yeah. I gave up meat. My actually my partner and my sister, my sister's been vegetarian for her whole life. Um, and then Joel and I actually gave up meat two years ago and we both were having gut issues and just felt really sluggish and just felt really heavy. And I don't even think it was like a moment where we were like, we're giving up meat now. I think we just eased it out of our diet and noticed how much better we felt, how much stronger we felt, how much cleaner we felt. And the more I started looking into like why we shouldn't eat meat, it made more sense to me. So I have to say that's been a huge thing with my diet was um, becoming vegetarian. I, I mean, I still, I'm not vegan. I still eat cheese and things like that, but the giving up the meat has been huge. I also experienced a lot of gut issues and I feel like the gut issues really came out on my skin. You know, my skin, the elasticity in my skin wasn't good. My skin was dull. I didn't glow as much as of self-tanner I was putting on my face. The underneath was not glowing. My eyes weren't clear. So I started to kind of really look at what I was eating. And as much as my mom had said, you are what you eat, when you travel and you're on a plane for 24 hours and then you land and you go to the hotel and really the only option is chips. You kind of eat the chips and go do the job, but you it, it's so bad for you. So, I mean, the blessing with COVID and not being able to travel is, is that I've gone so clean with what I eat. You know, like my sister, Joel and I all eat extremely clean. We eat three meals a day and then our snacks in between are, you know, nuts or, or fresh fruit. We are very clean eaters. Yes, we probably have a, you know, like a cheat day every now and again, but I would have to say our diets are very clean now. We, we're not big alcohol drinkers. I don't drink. My sister doesn't really drink either. And Joel, there's no alcohol in our house. So Joel has to go out to drink. And I think that also keeps all of us looking the best we, we can. Definitely. Oh, and supplements. Supplements. And what supplements do you take? Yeah. Yeah, I've loved the beauty chef from the beginning. I have loved her collagen, the liquid that I add to, I probably drink way too much of it because I like the flavor of it, but there's also a powder. I like the glow powder as well. I did Dosenko, was trying Dosenko for a while. They were a new brand that I was working with. I really enjoyed them, that product, but the beauty chef continually seems to be one that is always in my fridge. It's always in my cupboard. It's really easy to put into my routine. Um, we talked about when we were um, pre-recording the mind-body connection and yes. um, I know that Jeannie from Venustas is one of your go-to yes. health yes. and well-being experts. What, yes. what are you doing um, outside of, you know, topical treatments and diet um, to keep that beautiful glow and that ageless spirit in you in the face of a really busy life and a busy demanding schedule? Yeah. I've learned to breathe. I know that sounds really silly, but I think there was, I think I went through a period of time where I wasn't conscious of holding my breath. I was holding my breath. I would go into meetings and I'd hold my breath. And I don't know, I didn't even know why I was doing it. And it wasn't until I went and had a lymphatic massage with a woman that had been suggested to me. And she said, you're not breathing all the way into your diaphragm. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? And she was like, take a breath for me. And I took a breath. And then she said, take another breath and then take another breath. And they were, I was doing these tiny little shallow breaths. And my mom 
when we grew up, she did all kinds of breathing with my sister. We were her, we, my, she cured my sister's asthma with breathing. So breath work has been huge in my life, but for some reason I had stopped breathing properly. So I actually went through and did a whole lot of square breathing techniques. I then tried to breathe into my diaphragm more. I tried to lower my vibrations. I just did a whole lot of work with breath that I'd never actually had thought of. And I do think it leveled me out. You know what I mean? I think I started to get the oxygen in and we all know how good oxygen is for you. I think that started to add to getting my glow back. With that said, I got myself a treadmill. I run every day. I've been running six days a week for 15 months. I have not missed a day. I run nine Ks a day and that is breath work in itself. Do you know what I mean? And with that, I've had to like I've had to train my brain. I know it sounds really silly, but like you don't realize how much your brain impacts on your overall well-being. And when I started on the treadmill, I'd be like, I hate this. I don't want to do this. You can't do this. Get off it. Like it was a really negative space to be in my head. And then probably about, you know, five months into it, I was like, what happens if I flip what I'm actually saying? And I say, my legs are amazing. Put one foot in front of the other. You can do this. You did this yesterday. You can do this. You were in control. And as soon as I did that, I was like, I'm in control of the way that I think. And so I've taken that into the rest of my life. And I'm like, I can do this. I can do, I can do this. You can do this. You can do this. And I honestly think it's changed who I am. I think I'm a nicer person to be around. I think I do have a glow because I'm in control of me. Do you know what I mean? And it, I, I think we don't realize how important breathing and our brain is. All the work, all the research that we're doing for Ageless around biohacking points to some really basic things and breath work is just yeah. such a fundamental part of managing yeah. our cortisol levels, uh, oxygenation yeah. of the cells, as you said, but also just landing in our bodies and being aware of where our body needs yeah. to be tuned up or energized. Do you have any kind of reparative rituals that you go for? You know, do you do hammams? Do you do infrared saunas? Uh, do you have yeah. massages? What, what do you like to do for res yeah. restoration? I like to shop. That's a yeah, big one. Me too. The retail, retail therapy is at the top of my list for anything. If there's anything going on in my life, shopping is at the top. But with that said, Venustis, I worked out the other day, I've been going to Venustis for over 11 years. Wow. And I remember walking in that door 11 years ago and I wanted a wax. That's all it was. And then slowly I saved up and got a facial. Then I slowly saved up and I got a massage. And now that treatment, whatever I have in there is such a big part of me restoring me and looking after me, whether it be a lymphatic massage because I'm running so much and I've got fluid from traveling that I was, there was a lot of fluid when I was traveling also just to go back in and being able to connect to who I am. So treatments at Venustis, I think I've had every treatment that she offers, anything she does to me soothes me. And it's funny, even when I don't have it for maybe four weeks. I feel like something's missing in me and I need to go back in and just 
go in there and get something done. It's, it's quite a, it's a, it's, it's a lovely, really special place. And it, it really is part of my well-being, a hundred percent. Then I'm blessed to live by the ocean. I need to get my feet in the sand and I need to get in the water. It's such a huge thing of who I am. I just, it, it, it just needs to happen. It, it clears my head. It revitalizes me. It levels me out. That is definitely one. The weekly self-tan, it's like a, there's a non-negotiable wherever I am in the world that tan's going on. But yeah, I was doing saunas and I like, I really liked them, but then I, they were making me so exhausted. I don't know if I was like, I couldn't get the water back in that I was losing, but I just felt like it wasn't really my vibe. Like I, I really gave it a go. I also gave cryotherapy a go as well with the, um, trying to repair just with everything, but it doesn't, I love cold on my face though. I do think the cold, we never had air conditioning growing up. And now my sister and I say, we reckon we look so young because we were so cold in our house. So whenever I can get some cold on my face, I think that's amazing. Talk me through your skincare ritual. What do you do during the, in the morning or do you do at night? Yes. So the morning I wake up, I splash my face with cold water I, the cold water is huge on me. Then I use Natasha Cook's uh, cleanser and I also use her moisturizer. And the reason that I'm using those two as part of my skincare is because of the cosmetic overload. I had to strip everything back. Um, I really believed when she said to me, my skin was like overloading on everything. So I'm really basic at the moment. Other than that, if I'm prepping for, if I'm putting makeup on, um, I use the Olay Whips Regenerous because it's also like a primer, blurs out any imperfections. And then funnily enough, the older I'm getting, the less makeup I'm wearing, which is such a shocker because I thought I'd be going the other way and I'd be like putting it on with a palette. But now I'm, I, I, I'm less is more. And I think I actually look younger now. Joel keeps saying to me, you look younger now than you did when you were like 21, which is funny, but I think less is more. Um, at night, I take the makeup off with the go-to oil. There's like a, a really simple oil, which I've found doesn't flare anything up. Then in the shower, I use Natasha Cook's cleanser. Get out of the shower. I do the um, Neutrogena wipes, the makeup wipes. I swear by everyone likes wipes it's so funny I speak to everyone and they they say it like with behind their hands going I still love makeup wipes (laughs) I know it's so tragic but it's like I've got hundreds of them in this house I love them they melt off any kind of makeup um so yes I use that and then I have got a one of Natasha Cook's glow serums that I use but I probably don't use it enough but very very simple very simple. And at night, what do you do? What's your routine um, at the end of the day? Similar? I'm so bad. Yeah, really similar. I'm using an intense eye cream at the moment from Natasha Cook, which a compounding chemist made up for me, um, which I literally go to bed like a glazed donut because there's so much on my face. I do also love... um, a light mask. I've got a really good light mask. I can't think of the brand, which I will let you know. Um, but I do, I, when I can, I put one of those on. And if I had the cash to buy one of those big Omnilux lights that you can get the light trimmer, I would, I would buy one because I, I think they're one. incredible. I bought Did one you? five years That's ago. That's why you look like that. Well, That's why you, you know, look like a teenager. Do you know why? <laughs> I was spending so much money on light therapy. It's the one treatment I truly believe in. Do you 
you believe it? Yeah, tell me. Please tell me. Do you I, bought believe, the, yeah. I bought the professional yeah. machine, like the whole $30,000 gizmo. How, yes, see, how, I know. I looked at it the other day. It was like $20,000 and I was like, it oh, was my like, Lord. Back then, no, I bought it like six years ago. It was like $30,000. So I did a deal with Do you with still them. use it now? Do you still I, use it now? I haven't been as – I've been quite lazy. But during lockdown I have because the other nice thing about light therapy is it boosts your mood. It's great You feel sleep. so good. I was doing my yeah. face, my boobs, all the way down, <laughs> all of it. Yeah, but you feel amazing. Amazing. It's actually, that's the thing. My sister and I were talking about it last night because we were like, are we going halves in a machine? And both of us said it's actually. I don't hate it. I yeah, don't hate it. No, because you know what the funny thing is, is even with like lockdown, I think we're seeing less sunlight. No, I, I mean, I'm always in sunscreen, but I don't think I'm getting the vitamin D. Like, and I feel you don't like. don't get I'm vitamin little, D from Omnilux. So you absolutely. Oh, you can't get that. What do but you it is, get? It's collagen induction. So basically what it will do is it will help stimulate your cellular, your own cellular turnover, your own collagen induction. And I do find that if I'm kind of wobbly a bit on sleep yeah. or yeah. if I've had a really high stress period, if yeah. I do that three times a week and do like a treatment of it over a month, I glow. People say, oh, you look different. Yeah, you're glowing. Your skin's amazing. Thank Your you. My incredible. skin is my hobby. I like, I'm so devoted I to love it that. because like you, I feel young. I feel yeah. like I feel energized. I feel fun. I want to dance. Like yeah. I, I feel like I haven't even begun. So why no. would I, why would I let the, you know, the anatomy let me down? And there oh, are God, so no. many things no. that we can do. That's <laughs> it. I, can I tell you, I say that like, if it makes you feel good, go for it. Like it's, it's really funny when people chat to me on Instagram and things like that. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I'm such and such age. Do you think I can wear this? I'm like, can go for it. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, if you it makes you feel good, go for it. Like, why not? I think one of the things I really loved about your speaking of fashion is that, you know, when uh, the cutoff shorts were in, it was like, you, they're you always just, in. Yeah, they're but always you, in. Yeah, but you rocked it and you elevate and you made it your own. And I think that that's the thing that you've taught people about fashion is that everything, exactly like you were saying, everything is wearable. Everything could yeah. work. Just make it your own. Don't copy 100%. what so-and-so, don't copy what Elle Ferguson has done and pretend <laughs> it's your own. Do it your own way. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you have... Um, when I think of you and I think of you as, you know, a muse, uh, I always think of your hair because I think your hair is signature, you know, your beach waves, but thick, luscious, <laughs> beautiful hair. Thank you. I think of your beautiful eyes, you know, that's that's a really key part of your beauty, you know, big, beautiful um, uh, warm, kind eyes. You. You've got great lips and you've got killer legs. Thank you. Thank you. Are they the, are they the same features of your kind of physical appearance that you've always known were the killer combo or have you learned more about what what parts to accentuate and what parts oh, yeah. to disguise? Um that's very nice of you to say. Thank you. I'm going to leave this interview on a very nice high after this. But the the leg thing is funny because growing up, it, I got called Daddy Long Legs and I got called the BFG. I literally was called the BFG at school. I was bullied so badly. And then when I started working at General Pants many years later, 
I remember all the guys kind of being like those legs. And I was like, is legs a thing? Like I always thought it was boobs. Like I've got no boobs whatsoever. So I was like, legs are things. Then when I realized legs were a thing, I was like, I'm wearing the the legs are a thing. So it's funny that legs came later. I never, I never um, thought about the legs. I guess the hair, I was always known as a blonde. Do you know what I mean? Like I was defined as a blonde growing up. So I think that was a big thing. Funny with the lips. I went to get my lips done about three years ago when it was what? like a thing. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to get my lips done. I'm going to do this. I don't know. I must've been at a low point when I was like, you know, I was like, what can I do? And I went in and I was like, fill me up or do whatever you do. And, and the lady was like, no, she was like, your lips are perfect. And I was like, oh, but I want to look like I'd heard somebody had got the Cupid's boat. I got, you know, like I have no clue because I've never done it. I was like, I just like, I want them to be like Rosie Huntington Whiteley's. And she was like, I'm not touching them. And I credit this woman because I actually think it made me kind of go, you know what, what I have is me. You know what I mean? Like these are my lips. They suit my face. It's even funny with my hair. I used to bleach my hair white blonde when I was like 18 to 21. I used to bleach it every three weeks and it was so bad when I look back on photos. And now the color I have is pretty much my natural color with a few highlights over the top. And I think the older I'm getting, the more I'm realizing is what you've been given is quite often the best version of you. I mean, yes, we can tweak a few things every now and then, but you know, like it suits you. It's who you are. So yeah. Definitely. And the more people I speak to, the more the very thing that they kind of wrestled with in their youth is kind of their secret source. Um, Once they kind of get comfortable with who they are emotionally, mentally, um, and then they go, yeah. I think grooming is huge though. I think grooming, I'm a big thing on grooming. Like my nails are always done. Do you know what I mean? My hair is always done. Like I'm, I'm hair free. Like grooming is a big thing. I think there's a big difference between like beauty and grooming. And, and I'm somebody, my mom was very, you know, no makeup, very natural, but her grooming was always like a hundred out of a hundred. And my sister and I, I think, I think that to me is always, I love that in a woman. You know what I mean? I love when you sit down with somebody and they've invested that time in themselves. You know, you can be natural, but you can be groomed. You know, one of the things that um, I always like to talk about with my girlfriend is you know, oftentimes they say women dress, groom, um, beautify for other women because only we know the level of detail that's gone into <laughs> a particular hairstyle or a manicure so or, true. or, you know, the perfect eyebrow. Um, yeah. When you went, I, I remember a few years ago you went to cover the Victoria's Secret show. Is that yes, right? Yes. Yes, I did twice. I did two. I did one in Paris and one in New York. So my question to you is when you're in a room or backstage with what is what is billed as the iconic uh, beauty that men worship and lust yeah. after and fetishize, as a woman who is beautiful, did you feel intimidated? Did you feel insecure? Were you driven to change your look or anything after being in that sea of like fetishized beauty? My gosh, no, I was like the complete opposite. I was like, these babes are the best looking babes in the world. I was like, you've worked so hard to be here. And often the majority of the girls that were backstage were so smart and so nice and like, 
Oh man, like I remember Adriana, um, oh my gosh, I've completely lost her name. Adriana Zima, I think it is. She had she had worked out so hard that she could have qualified for the Olympics. Do you know what I mean? And just because she looked a certain way and had the label of a Victoria's Secrets angel, we're supposed to be like, oh, you know, like she hasn't tried that hard, but she could have competed in the Olympics. Those girls are so fit. It's so like no i i was inspired i left that's what i mean were you inspired oh no i was so inspired no because i exactly because i disagree with what's happening at the moment and i think it was i sadly missed the show i think it's amazing i think it was something i looked forward to every year you know what i mean i think it's sad it's not here anymore you know in the back of my head i was thought i was going to be an 80 year old victoria's secrets model and was going to redefine that so do you know what i mean like i'm sad to see it go I think those girls were inspiring. I think they were amazing. I think if you were to look at a male athlete that was doing exactly the same thing and those male athletes are inspiring other males to be professional footballers, that's what those girls were doing. They were incredible. Like it just, I think it's sadly missed. I was so inspired. I'm still inspired when I go back and look at those photos. That's what I mean. I I think that, you know, for me, when I'm surrounded by really beautiful women at whatever yes. age or whatever stage, I always want to learn their secrets. And I think it's yeah. always been one of the things that's um, made me love the beauty industry is that women yeah. do share their secrets. It is kind yeah. of a sister to sister kind of conversation. We yeah, share, you know, where we get our brows done, who totally. who tans us like, the best, all of that. It's it's that and Max May. Max May is an honorary sisterhood because he shares the secrets. But I think what's funny about that is, and it's like you, you're gorgeous, you're beautiful. But Thank if you, you weren't nice, I would be like, oh, like, you know, if I went backstage at Victoria's Secrets and everybody was mean, I'd be like, oh God, it was terrible. Do you know what I mean? Everybody was nice. You're nice. The people that are nice and kind, you're like, oh man, I want to hang out with them. I know when I'm surrounded by beautiful women that are amazing and inspiring and kind, I'm like, this is the best situation ever. Like if they're not nice, I need to leave. (laughs) And on the subject of sisterhood, we'll wrap up with what is the three or whatever best pieces of ageless advice you've been given in your life in whatever direction you want to go? It doesn't have to be beauty. Okay. I'm just going to say this. Always take your makeup off before you go to bed. Always. That's just me. I don't care what you've done. You've got to take it off. Have courage and be kind always have courage and be kind and then what's another one just be you do you know what I mean be unapologetically you somebody said that to me the other day they said like you're just you and I was like yeah but I'm just me and they're like but there's no shits given you're just you and if you don't like it you're just you and I'm like that's it just be you be nice and be you and it's your birthday month. You're a Cancerian. Yes, a highly emotional Cancerian. <laughs> so if you were going to go in a time capsule and go to the moment where you first became aware of what it meant to be beautiful mm-hmm. and if you could go back to Elle at that window in her timeline where she went, oh, this is what it means to be beautiful, vital, uh, alluring, what advice would you give her that she could shortcut in the space between then and now? That's a good one. First of all, I'd say stop bleaching your hair. Just it has because that damage is still being repaired. 
I don't know. I feel like every lesson I've learned, I've, I've really, I've, I've had to learn it and it's paid off. Do you know what I mean? I think I'm going to say this because I hope a lot of young girls are listening to this and a lot of mothers are going to listen to this. Listen to your mom. It's like words of wisdom. They know, they know, just listen as much as you want to fight it. Just listen because it all, it's like, it's, it's, it's Bible. That's it. It's, it's, it, they know their shit. I love that. I'm a mummy, so I'm going to make my daughter listen to this. Yes, please do. I love talking to you. I always learn so much from you. And one of the things that I always take away from you is your energy, that beautiful, ageless spirit and glow. Um, And I want to thank you so much for being so candid and sharing some of the things and also like your contact dermatitis. Who would have thunk it? I know. If you see me in the street with a dark pair of glasses on, just not in smart. It's so, I can't just, yeah, it's, I feel for people. So yeah. Nothing like experiencing something to have empathy, right? It's true. That is very, very true. Thank you so much for having me. Lovely to speak to you. I love speaking to you. Bye, Elle. Thank you. Bye. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that. I'm Bahar Etmanen, your host and founder of Ageless by Rescue. For more exclusive content, show transcript, behind the scenes video, real people reviews and extended interviews with experts, I invite you to please follow us at Ageless by Rescue on Instagram, Facebook and Rescue TV on YouTube. You can also sign up to receive our e-magazine and newsletters, all for free.